It's good, even though we may not be eager to go to heaven, you know, uh, it's good to know that we're assured of going to heaven. And uh, there will come a time, it's like the song we just sang, life is just a vapor. It's just, it's short. And uh, for some of us, we'll be home there sooner than others, but all of us who know the Lord that is our destination. And that's what I want us to think about this morning is uh, the third part of my sermon on uh, that was supposed to have just been one sermon, but it's turned into three. But I'm going to finish it, Lord willing, today. And it's about the security that we have in Christ. And here's my goal today. Here's not just to finish this sermon, but my goal today is when you leave the service, you could leave saying, I know for certain that I'm saved. That's the first thing. And then to say, I am also thrilled to know that I can never be lost. I can never be lost. I was lost. Now I'm found. Now that I'm found, I can never be lost because I belong to the Lord. And he does not lose that which belongs to him, all right? So that's uh, that's my goal and what I hope that we will try to accomplish today. This is all based on a passage of Scripture in, uh, in chapter uh, 17 of the Gospel of John. And uh, Jesus is praying, and he's praying for us. He's praying for those that belong to him. Let me ask you this, why is it so important to be certain of your salvation? I, I, go, I talk to a lot of people, and I usually ask this question. I say, if you were to die today, do you know for certain that you would go to heaven? Or I ask it this way, if you were to die today, and you were to stand before God, and he said, why should I let you come into my heaven? What would you say? And what do you think the most common answer I get to that? The most common answer is something based on, well, I've tried to live a good life, or I go to church, or, or I, 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 try to, I try to live by the Ten Commandments. I, I'm a good neighbor. I, I get all kinds of answers like that. But... Generally, I don't get the right answer. And so what is the right answer? Now, I know I'm going to tell you so that if I ever ask you that question, you'll know the right answer, won't you? But, but the right answer is I, I know I would go to heaven because I believe that Jesus died for my sins and he rose again and I've put my trust in him and that's why I'm sure I'll go to heaven. Now, any any other answer would be the, a wrong answer, and that would not. And and if you were to stand before God and He said, "Why should I let you come into heaven?" and you started giving all this, well, well, I've done this, I've done that, I've been this, I've been that, those would all be wrong answers. And He would say, as He tells us in the Bible, "Depart from me, I never knew you." So if you are a Christian. If you have trusted in Jesus, why is it so important for you to know for certain that you cannot 
be lost again. Why is this so important? It's your turn to talk. So tell me, why is it so important? Why, why is security of our salvation, certainty of our salvation, why is that so important? Do what? Amen. Well, that's right. He's seeing Jesus in it. That's right. Because we are in Christ. Christ is in us. So, so that, that's how we know for certain. But why is it so vital? What, what, what good does it do to know for sure that you're saved? What? All right, now. All right, so uh, it is, it's an expression of our confidence that God is telling the truth. That's right. Okay, somebody else, okay? All right, it gives us peace. That's right. Boy, if I didn't know that I was saved, I would get saved. <laughs> if I didn't know for sure, and, and I wouldn't worry about these people who, who say, well, I hope I am, or I think I am. And that's a question, you know, that's an answer I get a lot of times when I say, do you know for certain that if you were to die, you'd go to heaven? And generally, people say, well, I, I, I think I would, or I hope so. But not many say, I'm absolutely confident that I would. And so it's, it's vital for peace in our heart. Also, I don't think we can progress much further in our Christian growth unless we know for certain that we are Christian. Knowing that we are Christian enables us to continue to grow in grace in our understanding of the Lord. So, uh, what evidences do we have? And by the way, did you know that there is a book in the Bible that was written for the purpose of helping you know for sure that you are a Christian. What book is that? Do you want to know? First John. That's right. First John and the Gospel of John too. But in First John, a little five-chapter book, he says that he these things I have written to you that you may know that you have not will have, but that you have eternal life. And he gives five evidences for genuine salvation in the gospel, in the book of 1 John. I'll let you read that yourself, and someday maybe I'll tell you what those five things are. But, uh, but that's not my purpose today. So we've said what Jesus, the way in, in this passage, let, let me read the passage to you again. In, in John chapter 17, verse 9, Jesus is praying. And he begins in verse 9, he says, I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world. I'm coming to you. Holy Father, Keep them in your name, which you have given me, 
that they may be one even as we are one. So, this is what he's praying. And we said, our security is evidenced in these verses by, I think I said six things. And one of them is that Jesus said, I prayed for you. I have prayed for you. Number two, he is praying for us right now. We're told that he ever lives seated in heaven making intercession for us. And those are the two things we've talked about in the past. Now, the third thing is that we are God's gift to the Son. Several times in this passage, he talks about those that you have given me, those that the Father has given to the Son. I am dying for those that you gave to me. And so, because you are a gift from God the Father to God the Son, he says, you belong to me. He said, all mine are yours, all yours are mine. They belong to the Father. He gave them to the Son. The Son died for them, and they now are his forever. And uh, if, if Jesus were, if one of us were to be lost again after we had been given by the Father to the Son, it would mean that either the Son lost us or the Father was a, a one who would give something and take it back. And that's not the way God is. When God gave us to the Son, and the Son received us and died for us, then we are His forever. So, and just understand that salvation is not something that actually started the day you accepted Jesus. This is a mystery here, but the truth is, your salvation began in eternity past. In the heart and the mind of God, God saw you and he saw you as his. He chose you in Christ before the foundation of the world. Now people say, well, I just don't understand that. Well, you don't have to understand it, but the Bible clearly declares it in many, many places and uh, especially in the book of Ephesians. By the way, those of you who... Uh, how, how many of you receive my daily devotional? Uh, in, okay. If you do not receive my daily devotional and you would like to get it, it's on Facebook, if I'm your friend on Facebook. And if you don't use Facebook but you have an email, if you'll let me have your email address, I'll add you to the email list that I sent it out to. Because I've been working through the book of Ephesians for how long, reckon? Two years, maybe? Something like that. For a couple of years. And I'm all the way up to the third chapter, so uh, I'm not rushing through it. But a little devotional every day through the book of Ephesians. And I'm just... I just am saturated and thrilled with God's amazing grace as it's revealed in that book of Ephesians. 
And so if you don't if you don't receive that and would like to receive it, just make sure I have your email address or you can find it on Facebook. If that was just a little plug that has nothing to do with the sermon. But uh but here's what here's how I got into that is that in the book of Ephesians especially, but in many other places as well, we're told that our salvation, God didn't just decide to save us when we were 15 years old or 20 or whatever. You were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. So your salvation began in eternity past. It became real to you in time and it will be completed in eternity future. It's working in you right now. Your salvation, God, God, before the foundation of the world, gave you to the Son. It's clear in John chapter 17 and so many other places as well. And I know some of you look like, I see those little bubbles popping up over your heads, you know, with a question mark. And you say, well, I... Uh, I'd be glad to talk about it with you privately or personally if you'd like to. But it is, it is the most glorious truth to know that because God loved me in eternity past and God has seated me with him in heavenly places and God sees me as his in eternity future, I can never be lost. Okay, amen? Yeah, okay, well, that was a pretty weak amen. Okay, all right. And, uh, but here's the confidence that we have. Philippians 1.6 says, He that started a good work in you will continue it until the day of Christ. And what he started, he will finish. And he started, he started it not on the day you got saved, he started it in eternity past and will continue it into eternity future. All right. So that was number three, that we are the Father's gift to the Son. Number four, God is glorified in believers. In uh, verse 10, Jesus said, All mine are yours, all yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. You know, now when I say this next thing, some of you are going to get maybe a wrong idea. But God loves to manifest, show his glory. Everything God does and has done, he has done to show forth his glory. And glory is that uh, the brightness, the radiance, the, the essence, the greatness of God. Uh, I kind of think of it this way. And if we said that about any human, it would be wrong. If we said that everything I do, I do to show my greatness... That would be wrong. But for God not to do that, <laughs> that would be wrong. Because as God, 
everything he does, he does it to show forth his glory. In creation, when God made the world, when God created everything, he did it for his glory. And if you just read through the Bible and just look at all the places where it talks about for his great namesake or for his glory, you just find it every, everything he did, he did for his glory. And when he saves people, again, this is in Ephesians, he did this for the praise of the glory of his grace. And when God gave me to the Son for the Son to purchase with his blood, God did it to be glorified in me. He did it for his glory. Does that all make sense? Everybody looking there? Okay. So, if God did that for his glory... And I was lost after I had been given to Jesus. The glory of God would actually be diminished and threatened. Is that is that making sense? It made all kinds of sense to me this week. As I'm saying it now, watching everybody's face, I'm wondering, is it making as much sense to you as it makes to me? Okay, all right. So, so... When God saves his people, he's not doing it mainly for our sake. Now, we certainly benefit from it, but he's doing it for his great name's sake. He's doing it for himself. He is demonstrating his grace so that he gets glory and glorified. And throughout all of eternity in heaven, we will be praising Him and giving honor to Him and He will be glorified by saving us. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Let's sit back down, settle down. Yeah, it is exciting. And to think that that what all this whole thing of salvation is not mainly for us. Some people say, you know, well, why did God create the world? And somebody said, well, God was lonely up in the listen. Don't ever say that. God's never been lonely. God has always existed in a tri triune fellowship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, he has never been lonely. And he has never needed anything. And God said, if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you, but God's never been hungry. God has no needs at all. And he certainly did not need us. But what he did do wasn't because he needed anything. It was so he could demonstrate his greatness, his power, and his glory. And everything that he did, he has done to glorify himself. 
You say, well, isn't that kind of egotistical? It would be if I did it. But it would be idolatrous if God didn't do it to glorify himself. Okay, well, that's another sermon for another time. So God is glorified in the believers, and if a true believer lost his salvation, the glory of God would be compromised. All right, number five is the unity of believers. Verse 11, I am no longer in the world. They are in the world. I'm coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which I've give, which you've given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Do you know, all true believers have a unity, a spiritual unity. We may not always demonstrate it. We can, in our flesh and in our minds and our humanity, we can divide and we can disagree and we can have all kinds of, of disunity. But from God's perspective, all true believers make up one body, the body of Christ. The Bible likens us to a, a building. The Bible likens us to a, a, to a, a bride and to a body. Those are the three ways that God describes the church. We're the body of Christ and and if one member of that body were to be lost, the body would be incomplete. And in the building, if one stone, Peter says, we are living stones that are placed into the building of the temple of God. And every stone will be there. Not one will be missing because of the spiritual unity. And I, I love when I have opportunity to go to other countries, to other places, and, and meet Christians in other countries or in other states to know that we are part of the same body. We are one. And that's what Jesus is praying for. And he prays that even more a little bit later. And so we're, we're in him. And for us to be lost after we were in him would make the body incomplete or the building incomplete. Does that make sense too? Okay. Number six is the finished work of Christ. In verse 4, actually, I didn't read this text, but up in verse 4, Jesus said, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. You know what Jesus came to do? He came to save his people. He came to die for those that the Father had given to him. And he said, Father, I've accomplished the work. The finished work of Christ is that those who were given to him, those for whom he died, those are the ones the Holy Spirit brings to him and seals and, 
and, and secures. And those are the ones who are presently seated with him in heavenly places. And those are the ones who will live for him and with him forever and forever. The finished work of Christ. Is all that making sense? I told you what my purpose was. My purpose is for you to be able to leave here, not right this second, but for you to leave here and say, I know for certain that I belong to Jesus. I know for sure that I am saved. I have been born by the Spirit of God. I am a Christian. And number two, for you to be able to leave here and say, because I am his, I am his forever. I can never be taken away from him. Nothing could ever pull me out of his hand. And I could never lose what he has given to those who were given to the Son. Have I accomplished that? Okay. All right. All right. Well, if I've accomplished that, I'm done. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, your word makes it clear to us that we are saved by grace alone. Nothing in our hands we bring. Simply to your cross we cling. And uh, your word again reminds us it is by grace through faith that we're saved it's not of works it's a gift and it's nothing that we can boast about but we have been created in Christ Jesus unto good works and I pray that today you will help us to leave this place with absolute confidence in knowing that we belong to you because, and that we, in a sense, have belonged to you before the foundation of the world, that you gave us to the Son, the Son died for us, the Holy Spirit has sealed us and secured us, and we are yours forever. And we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.